Have you ever had a moment that shattered your best laid plans? Yep, shit happens. You're lost and not sure how to pick up the pieces. Discover a higher level of results when you join the Fab Five as we take you on a weekly adventure shifting you beyond your best plan. We reveal how to elevate your mind, body, and spirit and create a harmonious life. The Fab Five is passionate about making the world a better place. Through sharing our gifts, talents, and stories, you'll obtain the resources, strategies, and tools you need on your journey of healing and growth. Step into your authentic self, moving beyond your best plan. Hello and welcome to the Beyond Your Best Plan podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. I've got my favorite, fabulous effing five ladies with me, Sarah, Kathleen, Claudette, and Whitney. And it feels so great to see you all. We do these on a Zoom platform. So I get to start my week off with these amazing souls. And we are talking about business as a spiritual game today. Is it? Is it for you? a spiritual game? Is it just a paycheck? Is it just money? What is it about? What is deep in your soul when it comes to your business? And it took me a minute to get there to kind of break through those surfaces of the initial reasons why I chose to get into my businesses. First, it was about money. Like, I'm just going to be real, like a money-making opportunity. And then as I dug in deeper to my why, to what was real, and it became about impacting people and making a difference in this world, one human by one human, one plus one equals a billion lives, one person at a time, I was like, wow, that feels right. My soul, it's just a different level of death that you can feel, I could feel in my soul. And so since that point in time, and this was a couple of years ago, when I, I realized what I was creating with Fit District, the magnitude, the ability to help so many people and at the same time help myself get better and better. And on my impact in the world, I I was like, wow, this is it. I could, I knew that this calling was planted on my soul. I didn't quite know why until I realized the type of leader that I needed to be to create what I wanted to create in the world, which is truly massive impact. And so I set on this quest to really dig deep. And in that process, I've said this lots of times on this show. I Fit District isn't even really built yet. It's being built as we speak. The biggest blessing on this three-year journey so far has been the person I've become, especially in my spiritual life. It's gotten me through the faith, the highs and the lows, faith, 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 if whatever it is you believe in, even if it's if it, if you don't want to say God, if it's Mother Nature, it's deep in my soul. Can you ladies relate, Claudette? You are shaking your head. 
what is present for you? How are you feeling around spirit and business? I used to separate the two. I remember when I started in the corporate world and was climbing up that ladder and I would just separate the two. I had my spirituality and I had my business, but as my soul has grown and evolved and, and awakened, it's impossible to separate business and spirituality. That's like you trying to run away from yourself. Have you ever tried it? You kind of end up where you run. Like you're always there. You can't do it. And, um, you know, inspiration is what you were talking about with Fit District. And inspiration is in coming from within the spirit within. It's that thing, that desire and ideal rising up within you. And that's spiritual in and of itself. And so you can't separate the two. And, you know, speaking about the soul, you know, I'm coming at it from two perspectives. We have a business, like I have a business and I have a team I work with. How can I speak to their soul to inspire them, right? And because I'm inspired, I have to relay that inspiration and I have to recognize their heart, the fullness of their being, respect them at a very deep level and love them. I mean, literally, if you put love into your business, you will get love out. Then we talk about clients. Every single person that I either, you know, our team sells a house to, we rehab a house and sell to, we help in a state property, or single person that goes through the truth method, I love them and I'm revising by seeing them better. So this business is all about that. You reap what you sow, put love into it, you will get love back. And performance is actually relative to inspiration plus what you believe. So your performance is going to be in direct correlation to that. So the biggest thing is we have to remove the fear of failure. And so, you know, because a lot of people are stuck at step one, two, or three when they could be at step 12 and from a fear of failure. And so I've got a quick little, you know, failure, fear of failure causes procrastination. So I have a quick little thing that I say, do it, screw it up adjust, learn, and do it again. That's how this whole world is designed. We don't just pop out of our mother's womb being experts at anything. We have to learn, grow, discover, test, bump our heads into the wall, try again. And everybody that has a business has realized that if, if they haven't given up, if you have given up, just do it again. But just adjust, learn, and adjust, right? And so to me, spirituality, I can run my business better when I've connected consciously to that higher power within me. And that leads me with love so that I, I don't take advantage of any person. I don't, take, um, I don't take them for granted, right? And I would rather preserve the relationship than get a dollar, like the human soul is so much more valuable, but when you value that first, the money comes, right? And so that's my take on spirituality and business. And, you know, it will challenge you in every way, shape or form, but it is your soul going, it is time to evolve. It is time to grow, to stretch, to learn. And if it comes from within you, the divine has already created the plan. It is already done. You're just catching up with it. So just keep going and don't give up. 
That is beautiful. So much goodness in that, Claudette. I loved your performance. I don't know if I'm getting this verbatim, but performance is a direct correlation with our beliefs. That is super powerful. And you mentioned loving your team, showing up. Do you want to give a couple examples of that how? Because I do hear this come up often for people who are leading teams and motivating and inspiring. I loved your inspiration, what you mentioned about that, the spirit rising up. It's gorgeous. So how do you give that to your team, that that inspiration, that love, maybe just like one or two examples that our listener could implement and really make a difference in that connection because it is about bringing your vision to life with your team, right? And that that's there's an art to that and there's a science, but please share. So this just recently happened on the real estate side of things. I had some houses And of course, the company receives a commission check and we cut the check and I do it all electronically. Well, my bank has merged. It merged a few months ago, but now the system changed. So every three of the checks that I had ordered to be cut and sent to my agents, it just didn't do it. It just didn't do it. And so about a week, you know, seven days, eight days later, they're like, I haven't received it. They usually receive it within a week, right? Or they can come and get it or whatever. But most of them opt for just mail it to me. And so I was like, oh, and I went back in to check it. And all three of them were not there. And so what I did was I messaged one lady and I said, and, you know, I have a background check. I'm running a real estate business. I have access to all kinds of information that's private. So I was like, give me a copy of your, of a check and I'll deposit it for you. So I just went and deposited the check because even though I personally didn't make the mistake, I'm going to make up for it for my team member. You know, especially if I'm in town, I'm going to make it right. And she was like, Oh my God, you saved me so much time, you know, and I just deposited it, took a picture of it, confirmed it was her, sent that back over to her. And I'm doing it with all three of them. Because I love them. And that's the most recent thing. I just think that you have to go the extra mile when you can to show somebody how much you care about them. And our team is really good about covering for each other. If one person's off and a a house needs to be shown, they're really good about that. And so we've created this very close-knit team. I've had them for years. And I think that just proves when you build relationships and they're lasting, they're true relationships. I mean, that's just, and you'll go the extra mile for them. I love that. And they, they can certainly feel that. And that inspires them with, you know, number one thing in a team, even before making money, most people, there's been studies on this is for them to feel appreciated and like they are a part of something bigger than themselves. And even the leadership, you know, like this is not about me, Claudette, or this is not about me, Catherine. This is about something bigger impacting, making the world a better place, making a difference in people's lives. And that is what we're talking about. That is spiritual right there. Like bigger, bigger purpose of what are we even doing? 
What do you think, Whitney? What would you like to share on this? For me, this concept of spirituality and business, and I love Claudette said that, that it's impossible to separate the two. There was probably a time I would have thought, and not necessarily business, but my work career relationships where my spirituality, my relationship with the divine was mine, right? And it is personal and private. And I have grown in my perspective about that because the reality is it can't be separated because if that is a part of me, I'm taking that with me everywhere I go, right? I am taking that with me into every relationship, every event, every adventure, every decision I make, that is just a part of who I am. And so, you know, being able to, or thinking that they could be separated, there came a point in time where I realized that couldn't happen. It just is who I am. And so then the question is, how do I take the fullness of who I am into each of these arenas? into each relationship. And for me, it started with just being willing to change. And and I love this that Claudette said as well, there has to be a willingness to allow yourself to fail, not trying to get everything perfectly. And I learned that I was a closet perfectionist a few years ago when I was learning to play the piano. And honestly, it caught me off guard. And I remember the moment where I I sat at the piano. I was like, you're a perfectionist. You're not very good at it, but you're, you're a perfectionist. (laughs) You're not perfect at being a perfectionist, but you know, it's like, you're a perfectionist and you have got to let go of this. And it was giving me stage fright. It was giving me anxiety, but it's very situational. And I realized it was in situations where, Failure was a possibility, right? Or someone seeing that I didn't have all the answers or that I didn't know everything or that I wasn't good at something. Things that I felt I was good at, I didn't have a problem being performing or being on stage or, you know, my work as a lobbyist and a lawyer in front of judges and legislators and the like. That didn't bother me because I felt like I was good at that. But the piano and some artistic endeavors, it was difficult. And then that spilled over into my business as I took my business from being sort of like this side hustle thing that was, you know, that I could hide. I didn't have to tell people I was doing something. But when I left my job and this is now what I'm doing, it's a little difficult to keep it, you know, under the radar or behind a curtain or something. So that willingness to be vulnerable, to make mistakes and to be okay with that because it's just part of the process was an area of growth for me. And it boiled down to this willingness to change, to just let go of things that were not serving me. And the big piece of that had been learning to listen to my inner guidance, listen to God, listen to wisdom, and not just listen, but to ask for it. 
knowing that when I asked, I would get what I was asking for. So the faith in it comes from knowing that I already have everything. So this, this duality about perfectionism is that I am perfect as I am in this moment, right? I don't have to do anything. I don't have to be anything other than who I am right now. And therefore, whatever comes from when it's in the, with the intention of serving and loving, giving, putting forth the best of what I have, that then that becomes okay. And it's working in my business. And what I've noticed is that I'm attracting people in my business for whom that resonates, right? And that's the important thing. I want to work with people for whom that resonates so that I don't have to put on a facade and be something that I'm not and be out of alignment with my values. So that's how it's working for me. That's exhausting to pretend to be something you aren't. Right? Yeah, no, it sucks. It's so true. And you said my favorite A word, Whitney. Alignment. Alignment. It's like everything to me. And I'm so happy you brought up the A word. Super powerful. And just want to acknowledge you for seeing this perfectionism rise it happens to all of us, right? And it will stop us dead in our tracks to be a perfectionist. And it will inhibit, is that the right word? Inhibit, keep us from, <laughs> keep us from um, accomplishing what we want, right? And so thank you for bringing that up and like just massive acknowledgement for you seeing that and stepping into it and and sort of, and moving through that. And at least, you know, now, right? Like this is what this feels like, and this is stopping me. So let's do something different. I, I did. And it, it has helped, you know, everything we go through, every experience is a learning experience. And I believe that we learn things if we allow ourselves to learn things right at different times. And it may not feel like it has a use in that moment, but somewhere down the line, it will pop up and it's like, oh yeah, you're a perfectionist. That's why this is happening to you, right? It wasn't of great, great consequence learning to play the piano. I was learning because I wanted to. I didn't have to play. I don't play now. I keep saying I'm going to start every Monday. So (laughs) one of these Mondays, you'll hear that I started again. Sarah, you were jumping in there, girlfriend. Let's let's hear from you. What's present for you around business as a spiritual game? You know, you mentioned leadership, Catherine, and, and thank you for mentioning that because, you know, that is a key element here of what we're doing at this phase in our life. But our listeners are at all different phases. And I reflected back on an early phase of mine as an esthetician. And as I came into the industry, I knew, you know, I was touching people and I was helping people, but I was just beginning that journey and through some amazing leadership. And I just want to point this out as corporations can also be great leaders. um, I got the opportunity to work with Aveda 
And Aveda is a, was a very early on spiritually conscious developed product through the studies of Ayurveda. And that included a lifestyle of spirituality and how our, you know, cleansing practices and our diets and essential oils, et cetera, all played into our spiritual journey. And so it was then that I got introduced with amazing leadership to show me that in work, I could have the spiritual connection with people and take healing for them in that moment to another level. Everything we did was about creating balance and about changing their uh, chakra states and changing their emotions in that moment, as well as caring for the skin, the eyes, the body, whatever it was in that moment. And so in that journey myself, being young, I also learned that I was healing some of myself in that process with this job. And that was healing my relationship with the feminine. And I did not realize that until 13 years later, I walked, really kind of said, okay, I'm not going to be practicing as an esthetician any longer. I let my license go. It was after I let that go that I realized that I had healed that in that process. So unconsciously, even through what we're doing, we also might be addressing a multitude of things that feed us spiritually. I was growing through great leadership, and then I was also healing through my own process of connecting with women over and over and embedding that I could make women feel good or that I could elicit a positive response even. So it was a very deep experience, not conscious of it in the moment whatsoever, but afterwards looking back and having that beautiful hindsight was amazing. And I think it's part of what drives me today in my leadership style, in my desire for growth, and in my desire for self-mastery so that I can be the type of leader that is bringing goodness to whatever it is we're doing in the moment. I mean, our, our tagline is lead with the heart. Well, we sell real estate, but we do lead with the heart and that's through listening and hearing that person's deepest desires and results of what they need and finding the solutions for them and making it happen, not just having a sale happen or putting them in a house. Putting someone in a house is not satisfying their deepest need or desire in that moment. So I do believe, even though I'm in a intense, fast-paced, emotional, sometimes urgent world of real estate with negotiations that aren't always so fun and you know experiences that can be very, very high-stressed, you can bring this feeling and this experience to anything you do. So I don't care if you are checking us out at the gas station. Thank you for being there. I need you. <laughs> and maybe, you know, I don't know, Catherine, remember that time we were coming back from Jersey and the guy was uh, singing in the gas station? And I was like, oh my gosh, he brought kind of, I think he must have bring joy to everybody that went into that gas station all the time because you could tell he sang as just part of who he was. And so, you know, no matter what your lot in life, I mean, there's a way to bring it into what you're doing. And it's being conscious. It's starting with growth and a desire to move in that direction and, and change how you're looking at what you're doing too. 
I'm so glad you brought up the fact that you don't have to own a business to have spirituality in business because I'm sure that the general, I know the general population doesn't own a business and their impact, their, our impact by being employees, by being assistants, by being wherever we are, has an impact on the world, has the impact on their direct environment. So how we show up is how we create and what we attract. I think Whitney brought it up as taking my spirituality with me everywhere I go. And that is absolutely the truth. You know, like when I was running the construction association, I didn't have Originally, I didn't have the understanding of the spirituality and how I showed up actually impacted everyone else's, not consciously at least, what you said as an esthetician. But the I know now as I look back that the way I showed up directly impacted the moods, directly impacted the responses, directly impacted the re- reactions that I created because of the way I showed up. And so you know, spirituality doesn't mean that you have to be sitting cross-legged and singing kumbaya. It just means that connecting internally and being the light that we are in the world is how we create a different energy around us. It's how we create our businesses. It's how we create our relationships. It's how we foster good co-creation, whether it's working with others or actually being a leader in a company. You know, all five of us are leaders, some single-owned businesses and some have employees. But the fact is we all have a team. We all work with someone. And those that how we how we treat our team is really how they're going to respond to us. And so, you know, the way we show up energetically matters. When we're striving and driving and trying to make things happen, we don't have to do that. You know, we talked about failure. Whitney talked about failure. I think maybe Claudette did too, but I don't see failure as failure. How I see failure is redirecting me to something, some of the or betters. You know, when something isn't working the way we expected it to work, that means that may not be in your highest and best way to approach it. So when we're open, like open-hearted and leading from our heart and knowing that there's some resistance here, what is it? Ask those questions. What is it? You know, is it that I'm trying to drive it in one direction when there's really an or better over here? Or is it that this just isn't the right timing and something else is meant to be happening in this very moment? And so the striving and driving and making things happen only creates more challenges in your journey, whether you're working for someone or running your own business. When you're getting redirected, listen to the nudges. You do not have to be hit over the head with a spiritual bat. You know, like you can move forward in gentle ways. And so... Yeah, I don't see failures as failures. I just really feel like when we're present and listening and asking for direction, things happen. You know, just the other day, you know, I've made the commitment. I'm moving to Eugene, Oregon from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast. It's almost five days straight, 12-hour days. I've already mapped it out. And in meditation, I said in the morning, I'm like, 
Mother, Father, God, please show, bring forth today the best person to travel across country with me that makes it the easiest, the most joyful ride possible. And that day, the person was presented because I was open to the or betters. I wasn't saying, oh, God, no, you know, like, I don't want that person or I don't want this person. It's just like, okay, show me the way. Release the attachment to the outcome. You can have the goal. Just release the attachments to what you think it needs to look like it, because it can be the or better. The or better, the redirecting is a beyond your best plan moment. I love that you brought that up. I mean, that's really the basis of our show, right? If that's a beyond your best plan moment, you think you're going one way and then universe, mother God redirects, right? And And it's like that surrender, Kathleen, that you're talking about, like, yeah, be goal oriented, but there's a lot of ways to get there. Right. And we might have one thing in mind and then boop, universe, mother, God, whoever, mother earth uh, has another idea. And that is a beyond your best plan moment. And yes, failure for me, it's like just learning. It's just learning. And, and it, it, it is where the magic and the growth happens. And, you know, when I'm feeling resistance, I believe that it is the universe working something out for me. And I got to go inward and figure that shit out because it's on me to figure out what's happening on the inside. And also failure and team, like it is super powerful to over own any mistake as the leader of the team so that it creates that safe space for your team to feel like failure is learning and accountability and ownership is super present because it's present in the leadership, right? And so that has been a huge breakthrough for me over the last couple of years And so, you know, just sharing that, like, you know, how powerful the team dynamic is when you're stepping in and you're being spiritual as a leader and you're talking vision, you know, I believe that a very powerful question to ask your team, whether you're the employee or you're the leader or they're not technically your employees, but your, your team, as Kathleen said, we all have teams. I got my fab effing five team right here. The question, what is the vision for your life? What do you want? It's such a powerful question that probably, you know, I don't know, this is a total guess, but 70% of the population, they don't ever get that even asked. And it's such a powerful question to elevate the vision for people's future and just have them thinking what that looks like. Catherine, I just want to tag onto that because, you know, when you were talking, I was like, yeah, this is really important is that we have to do our own work. Sarah said it. We have to do our own work. Even if we didn't know it, we cannot expect our team, the people who are co-creating with us to do the work if we're not doing the work, you know, if, and we have to, I believe we have to get to know the, our team on a personal level. Ask, what lights your fire? What ignites you? What brings the most joy to you? Ask these questions of the people that you work with, that you socialize with, that you're partnering with, whatever it is, 
get to know the individuals because once you get to know them, they feel more safe. They feel they can be a little more vulnerable and they feel like they can explore and create adventures as you're co-creating with them. No one is doing anything alone. We're always co-creating. It's beautiful. I love that. I love when we do our round robin because I'm like, I get so much great insight. I'd love to do a quick round robin, one or two sentences of like, you know, you have like a spiritual mantra you repeat or something that helps to keep you centered in your spirituality, in the bigger purpose of all this. Would you like to kick it off, Sarah? I would love to kick it off. And this will sound familiar to you, Catherine. But one thing I've realized in my self-mastery is understanding that I lead a lot in Zeus energy and like that big, serious, contract-oriented specific process and system oriented in the head all the time space. And I'm working really hard right now on coming back into my heart and finding more space uh, hour by hour, minute by minute in my day to come into my heart and lead from there. And that is where real spirituality is going to ripple from. When I'm in that space, whether I'm with a client or I am with a vendor or I'm with a team member, or if I'm with one of my fab five sisters, the the quicker I can get into my heart space and lead with my heart. Like I say, you know, that we do with our business, the better the ripple effect is from their moment. I'm still working on things and I would encourage all of you to continue your growth and your self-mastery, but that's just one, one way I'm working on things in the next six months, at least. (laughs) That's so gorgeous, Sarah. You gave me chills. You almost brought tears to my eye. Super inspiring. You are a beautiful heart-centered leader and It's just so powerful. And thank you for sharing that. What do you think, Kathleen? What is your words of wisdom, spiritual queen? (laughs) Um, I place my hand on my heart and I connect to the vortex of the spiral energy flowing through me. And I say, I release my fear, my worries, my limiting beliefs, my unworthiness, whatever might be on my mind at that moment. And say, and ask for what I need and say, I release control to my higher powers. I receive, I receive, I receive. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And be open. I just, I love that. I love that you've mentioned prayer a couple times in this show. It's so powerful. It is so powerful to incorporate that in and it works. It works. How about you, Whitney? What is your your mantra, words of wisdom, enlighten us? I don't have enough time for all of them. So I, I'll just choose. <laughs> I have so many things that I'm constantly saying. But a real constant is I'm asking every day for wisdom. So I, I, I the question is, what are you asking of me today? And then it's helped me to want what you want me to want. Help me to see with your eyes. Help me to hear with your ears. 
so that I can get out of my way to see what is needed so that I can be of service. That is gorgeous. I love it. You're bringing prayer in as well, asking for clarity. Let it just be obvious. I have a similar prayer that I say on the daily. I love that. And how about you, Claudette? The truth queen. I would say catch yourself before you wreck yourself. You make a mistake. You make a mistake. Pat yourself on the back and say, I'm learning. I'm learning and I'm growing. How would you treat a two-year-old that was just learning how to run? They would fall. You would pick them back up and go, you can do it. That's what you need to do to yourself. So, Wow, that is powerful. Continually pat yourself on the back. I have somewhat of a similar, you know, it's like lots of highs and lows happen in business. And these last couple of years have been crazy. And it's just like, this is happening for me. What do I have to learn here? This is happening for me. How can I grow? And, you know, just sticking to that belief of this is happening for me helps me so much, especially in the lower times and um, just being excited. Okay. I'm learning this sucks, but I'm learning. I'm growing right in this process. Well, thank you so much. We're going to wrap this up here. We love you. Thank you for tuning in. If you haven't already, please rate and review our podcast and join us on social media at Beyond Your Best Plan, Facebook and Instagram. We love you and we will talk to you soon. The Fab Five thanks you for joining us today as we assist you in moving beyond your best plans. We just ask that this week you find one way to step into your authentic self. Listen, review, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. You can find us at beyondyourbestplan.com. See you on the other side of your best plan.